Now, this is Moment of Hope brought to you by the Missionary Church Association in Jamaica. I am your host, minister, and life coach, Marja Elaine Francis, welcoming you to the program. Good morning, listeners. According to the Child Protection and Family Services Agency, many children in Jamaica face extremely difficult realities in their families and communities often resulting in the government authorities removing them from the situation. Foster care has been a desirable alternative to placing a child in a residential child care facility. It is aimed at providing a safe family environment for children between zero to 18 years. In contrast to residential care in which a child is placed, or a private children's home where facilities are, and care are communal, foster care allows for a child to be placed within a loving family home environment. It is Youth and Parents Month. Foster care provides an opportunity for us to reignite the village and empower youths for Jamaica 60 and beyond. My guest today is Renee McDonald, a foster mom, She's a lover of Christ, a woman passionate about achieving her God-given purpose and helping others to do the same. She has been married for 13 years to her husband, Jermaine, and today she will share with us her foster care journey. Renee McDonald, welcome. Hi, Marja. Thank you so much for having me. It is indeed a pleasure. Good. Now, Renee, we will be talking about foster care, and it is a legal process that places a child in the care of a person or a couple who are not the biological parents of the child to enable them to raise that child and providing a nurturing environment for them. You have been doing this. Now, yes. tell us what led you to foster care. So really... Um, for, for me, my husband and I, our journey really started back in 2012. That's a whole 10 years ago when we decided that we wanted to start trying to have children of our own. And we were deemed infertile. And with that, of course, the doctors would have directed us to the, the fertility clinic and and IVF, all of that. But our belief is that the Lord was saying to us, it was not for us. That direction was not for us. And so we we really just proceeded, continued trying on our own, continued praying about it, travailing in prayer about it, honestly, mm-hmm. and going through a lot of heartache and agony, but also a lot of growth. And then in 2020, 21 actually in January 2021 the Lord gave us the release and said hey you can adopt as we went through looking at adoption you know what it what is it that we would need to do to get there everything was pointing us to foster care we're like Lord but you said he said adoption he said adoption you know why is everything coming up foster care and again he said this is the way for you to go so we said, okay, <laughs> you know, it was not, it was, it was not a res- any resistance from us. We were not hesitant. We were like, okay, we're doing this. He told us that January, February, we were sub, we were preparing our application by early March. It was submitted by 
April, we were approved. So that's really what brought wow. us to the point of, of foster care. And we're grateful for it. And that was 2012. Yes, a whole 10 years. For, fast forward <laughs> to, to 2022, you're still doing it. How has yes. this role influenced your life? Well, um, so, so just to be clear, we would have started foster care last year, 2021. 2020, 2012 is when we would have started trying for children. But last year is when we started fostering. Uh, and really, um, it has been life-changing. First of all, you always hear people say nothing prepares you for parenthood, right? Right. And they're not lying. <laughs> they're not lying. Because as much as we would have been desirous of becoming parents for that long period of time, when, when we got to the point of having the little one in our hands, we're like, this is unreal. It is unmatched, you know? Um, so it has changed. We have had to do a lot of adjustments as husband and wife, as as parents learning how to how to manage our lives and manage our children's lives, how to um just navigate all of the different things while still maintaining a healthy marriage. It's it's very challenging. Um, it really does it really does draw you closer to the Lord because it's difficult to figure it out on your own. And, and for me, my husband and I, we always joke and say, listen, we thought marriage taught us patience, <laughs> but parenting Even is more. teaching us exactly a whole other level. So it really has um, forced us to grow in grace, in patience, yes. in love. And learn really what unconditional love to another level because marriage does that, but parenting does it on a whole other scale. On a whole other scale. I want to backtrack a bit, Renee, because some persons may be listening and say, wow, it takes so long for foster care processing. Just tell us about that. Was it that it took that long, the process, or you decided at a later stage to be fully immersed in it? So our, our process started in February 2021, right, in terms of foster care. So that's when we would have made contact with the CPA FSA and they immediately responded. We completed our application by early March 2021 and we were approved foster parents by the end of April 2021. So really it was not a long period of time and then our first placement, which was an emergency placement, is a little different from the standard foster care placement. But the, our first placement was in June. Mm -hmm. So February to June is really not a long time. Not it's not even all. six months. Yeah. Right. And I think that's actually one of the misconceptions about foster care and the, the process with the CPFSA persons. Because when we were going to apply, persons were telling us, oh, it's going to take so long. And you're going to get frustrated. And we said, you know what? The Lord is saying that we should do this thing. So we're going to go. And and honestly, he, as always, never failed, right? He never failed. And we could see his hand in every aspect of the journey. 
when we when we spoke with the CP, CPFSA agents, they said to us, hey, we're revamping so that the process will be quicker. Okay. And we were exactly and we benefited from that quicker process. So even in that, I, I would just like to encourage persons that it's not as long as you think it is and it's worth doing worth doing i am encouraged and i'm sure others are encouraged that the process is not that long you got through in less than six months pretty pretty much now yeah. you mentioned that the first case was an emergency case we know um renee that foster parenting in some cases it's a temporary arrangement you know That's and true. for some persons i mean you're not prepared for parenting but are you prepared after you've formed a bond with that child to now let it go you know how can persons be prepared for the separation from a child when the foster care term ends so what I say to persons in these situations when it comes to the separation um, is that remember always that however you have become a parent, whether it's through birth, through foster care, adoption, or just an attachment to a child, however you have become a parent, at the end of the day, you are a steward of God's child. That child belongs to God and you are given that responsibility to steward his or her life on until you are no more. So ultimately, it's about putting your trust in God's plan for the child's life. You pray about it, of course, and you you ask because no parent wants to be separated from their child. No. When when you bond with that child who has come into your home um, and become a part of your family. You don't want to be separated from your child, but prayer really helps you to get to that place where you move from feeling entitled about, about you having to have this child and helping you to a place where, where you are able, able to open your hands and say, Lord, whatever your will is, let it be done for, for my child, for this child, for your child, you know, um, and I think sometimes that's what we miss. I, I had to learn that the hard way. And it doesn't mean that you won't grieve. You will grieve yes. when, when there's that separation. And it's perfectly normal and fine to grieve. I went through counseling for my grief when I had to give up my first child. But at the same time, I was trusting the Lord that his plan for his life is perfect. And since he, since he has determined that this is the route for this child to go, then I'm going to trust him. Yes. And I'm going to continue covering that child in prayer for as long as I live. <laughs> but also just releasing him in God's hands, understanding that he is God's before he's even mine. Releasing him in God's hands. Thank you so much for that, Renee. I want to ask to you'd have gone through the process, still going through at least three key things that this whole journey has taught you. Surrender. Ah, that's <laughs> um, a big one. <laughs> yes, it is the biggest one for me. And I would have told you a part of my story, but but the greatest thing for me is surrender because back in 2020 I was at a point where 
I was just completely broken. I was completely done, undone. And I was actually in, I was being discipled. And we were going through a book called The Spiritual Man by Watchman Nee. And in the book, he spoke about being a living sacrifice unto God and what that really means. It means that we are feeling the fire. You're alive. You're not a you're you're not a dead slab of meat. Mm. You're alive. You're feeling the flame. You're feeling the pain. You're going through the hurt. Yes. But you're still choosing to stay on that altar and choosing mm. to serve or one true living God. You're choosing to yes. to live a life of obedience and a and a life that ultimately brings Him glory. And I broke completely down the night that that clarity really hit me and I bawled for two whole hours and I said God I can't do this anymore I'm at the end of me I'm at the end of myself I cannot do this and I realized <laughs> I realized something major that night he said to me in in response to my in my words he said to me Ex that's exactly where I need you to be Ooh, and I was just like, what? I was so done. I fell right asleep, <laughs> fell oh, right man. asleep. And the next morning I woke up and I heard, first thing I heard, what if I don't do it? Mm. And immediately I was able to respond and say, you are still my God. I will still worship you. It It is all about you. Yes. That was the third time in my life that on, on this journey that God had asked me that question. The first two times I either hesitated or didn't answer at all. But this time I was able to immediately respond and say, I will still serve you. That's when I knew that I had completely released this desire for children, this desire for motherhood to him. Yes. I never before realized that I was trying to guard my heart from God guard this little piece of my heart because I'm like God yes I surrender everything else you know take my finances take my marriage take this take that but I did not surrender my desire for motherhood and coming to that place is when everything just freed up it's it's like open heaven and it the very the very next within six months is, is when everything started to flow for us to become foster parents through foster care. So that that is one. And I'll quickly just tell you the other two. Um, so, it, so it's surrender, obedience. And of course, the, the final thing is just remaining open-hearted, knowing, knowing that God will take care of you, take care of your heart and, and take care of your emotions because they matter to him too surrender obedience and entrusting everything to god he will take care of you my guest today is renee mcdonald she's a wife and a foster mom and she has been sharing her journey of foster care with us earlier she told us what led her to this journey and how it has been for her the influence it has had on her life renee I would love for you to share, you know, what do you enjoy most about being a foster parent? Oh my goodness. Um, the, just the joy that I get to experience 
with him every day with our son um he he is he turns two this month and he is just a ball of energy <laughs> a huge ball wow. of energy um a next level of energy that I'm, I'm absolutely not accustomed to but um just seeing him grow and transition when he came he was lethargic and undernourished and just sluggish now he's so vibrant he's eating down the place <laughs> um, you know he is he is um so expressive he's very emotive he expresses himself well with the few words that he has in his vocabulary uh, you know it's it's just beautiful to to watch him grow that for me is absolutely the most enjoyable thing about about parenting about parenting and I know as we speak there may be some persons contemplating boy I wonder if I should take on this foster care thing I mean you would have talked about just how joyous it is but are there any challenges in the whole process for you absolutely <laughs> absolutely so barring the ones that we would have mentioned earlier meaning you know the the possibility of separation or yes. and and you know I want persons to think about it as reunification and not as separation, because really the goal of foster care is for the, the children to be able to be reunited with their parents, oh. for the parents to, for the birth parents to, to come to a place where they are stable enough, where they are healthy enough, where they're able to care for their children, you know? So it's not one-sided. It's not just, it's not you losing a child, but it's a family regaining their child. Yes. Yeah. So there's that part, which is difficult. It is emotional. It is very heavy and you will need time to heal if that, you know, is the case for you. But also the child, there are very real challenges that come from children residing in group homes. So there are many children assigned to one caregiver when when it comes to the group homes and so they're not able to get that individualized attention and care and the resources are very stretched so not just the human resources but also the the food the yes. you know the environs etc the resources are thin so the children don't get the level of care that they really deserve so with that comes trauma it come with that comes comes damage and wounding to to their little hearts and and their little souls so when they come into your home it there is a major adjustment period for them and for you because now it's not just you dealing with oh these are normal normal things to deal with as a child grows up some of them might be quote unquote normal, but a lot of them will be abnormal. You might have some ADHD issues. You may have some, um, you may have some separation anxiety that that's greater than normal. Right. Um, for our son, when when he came, he would just scream. He would scream, 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 and we're like, "What's going on?" But what happened was that in the home. He had to scream to get attention. Mm. He had to scream to say, hey, I need something here. So, you know, and also when he came, he would stuff his his mouth with so much food that he would like throw up. And 
that's simply coming from the fact that he didn't have any food security. So there are those challenges and you have to be mindful of that as you go into foster care as well and be willing to work through them with the child. Thank you so much for that. As you mentioned those, and as we close this month, of course, it's Parents Month and we're focusing on the theme, Reignite the Village. For persons who are listening, what word of hope do you have for persons who may be contemplating foster care? I would say prepare your hearts and submit yourself to the Lord and truly ask him and be willing to hear from him what it is his desire what is his desire for you in in this situation how do you fit into the lives of children who are in foster care because though we would love for more foster parents to come on board for persons to take the children into their homes it is also a very it's very real that not everybody is in that place right now. So you may need to work through it. And there are other ways that you can support these children who are in foster care. If you are though ready to parent and, and get actively involved by taking a child into your home, contact the CPFSA, ask them the questions, visit the homes if possible. Just take the steps one step at a time it doesn't have to be a scary journey. One step at a time and know that there is support there for you. Well said, one step at a time. Ladies and gentlemen, as you listen today, if you are considering foster care, just looking out for that one or two children, however how many you are able to connect with and encourage other persons to embark on foster care, do so. As Renee said, entrust it to God. God, is this what you want me to do? Because we're here to be his hands and his feet, you know, and to fill the gap where we, wherever we can. And so to learn more about foster care, do contact the Child Protection and Family Services Agency in your parish for more information. Renee, thank you so much for sharing your journey with us this morning. I'll ask you to close in prayer for those listening. Thank you so much for having me once again. Let us pray. Mighty God, we thank you so much for who you are and how you have loved us, Lord God, and how you have lavished your, your love upon us and that you have placed your children here on this earth to be cared for. Lord, your intent is for them to be cared for. So even now, Lord, as, as we close out, I pray in the name of Jesus that you will move on the hearts of those who are to take action, Lord God, that you will give them peace. Give them your peace, Lord God, that passes all understanding and move them into action that they will step out in faith and take on the challenge that you have put before them to care for these children as foster parents, Lord God, that they will love them, that they will pour into them and that they will change lives and ultimately change our nation through caring for these children. I thank you, Lord God, for what you will do through these parents in Jesus's name. Amen. Amen. May I remind you, the Missionary Church Association in Jamaica brings Moments of Hope to you every Sunday at 7.30 a.m. Thanks to my guest, Renee McDonald.
<laughs> Thanks to you, our listeners. If you need prayer counseling or further information, call the Missionary Church Association office at 9241378 or WhatsApp 7910527. Also, link us on Facebook at Moments of Hope MCAJ with your comments. I am Marja Elaine Francis. Regardless of what you encounter in life, there is hope and there is power in prayer. Hebrews 11 verse 6 reminds us that God rewards those who earnestly seek him. I invite you to pray by yourself or join with a family member or a friend and let us pray Be mindful. God answers prayers. Tune in again next week for another moment of hope.